Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show to get the brain running with the premises talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber with game talent like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. The sports medicine, the sports veterans and great. The four for twenty-six saw the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Yep, yep, yep. What up, what's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Dev Mack, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother. We got B. Austin in the building. We got Jimmy the Blueprint, who will be with us a little bit later in the program, but y'all know what we're talking about, man. The NBA Finals are still upon us. They could possibly end tonight, but we're going to talk about that, um, you know, tell y'all what we think will happen, what's happened thus far, and the rest of the stuff that happened this week. So sit back, relax, bust it up again with you guys in the war room, the greatest man cave ever in the history of ever, never. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Botherhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, IG, all at War Room Sports. Uh, We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes when we open up the digital extreme tech hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. What up, fan band? What's going on in your life? Man, before we get things started, I'm going to go ahead and extend a a happy birthday to my favorite guy in the world. Jimon Dino. Jimon Dino. Jimon Austin Anderson turns 14 today. Little fella that he is. Little fella. Six foot three, 160 pounds. You know, little fella. Yo, you little got fella. one leaving like at the apex of teenagerhood. Um, you know, yeah. about to about to make that 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 jump to college. You got one that's entering real teenagerhood because you know 13 is 13 but 14 is real teenagerhood real yeah high school age you can still hang with 12 year olds when you're 13 and 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 one adult out there in the real world so you know time flies man (laughs) time flies man time is time superman in that hole you (laughs) But a definitely shout out to to my nephew, the young buck, uh, Jamin Dino, football star. United, that is Atlanta United debut uh, last week. How they do? Did pretty well. Did pretty well. Did pretty well. Nervous, no, get a hope. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Nerves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you do this every day. What's the point of being nervous? But you know, it was pretty big, pretty big deal. <laughs> I was about to say, it's a different world, man. It's definitely a big deal. You know, he's getting his Freddie do on, even though Freddie don't. He's Freddie doing. <laughs> Freddie didn't. Freddie, Freddie, I didn't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, so shout out. 
to the young king on his 14th uh, birthday. Yo, other crazy news out here. I mean, it's crazy because you just know that it's, you know, if it hasn't been already, it's going to get politicized to no end. Dr. Fauci (laughs) has tested positive for COVID. Now I'm waiting for everybody, you know, all the anti-vaxxers and all the the Republicans out there to, to politicize this. See, he, he talked all that and he got it like, you know, like he ever said that he couldn't get it for real, for real. It's probably not the first time he's ever had it, but, um, <laughs> I, I guess there's some yep. irony mixed in there, but you know how America is. We're going to, we're going to make it a big deal. We're going to politicize it. Cause it's always, you got to take a side or, or no, die. Uh, you know, <laughs> So shout out to Doc Fauci. Hey man, I listened to you the whole time. And, you know, Yo, hold on. Been lucky I'm gonna share. So I'm gonna share something with you. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen it. I'm gonna try and find it and send it to you. Do you know that your man Herschel Walker is running for Congress down here in Georgia? Oh yeah, that's why he's been so vocal lately. And we got we we gonna talk about Herschel uh, later on in the show while y'all were on the grind because Herschel got some splaining to do because. During his run, they've been catching this dude in lie after lie, lie uncovering secret after after secret, but his whole platform has been based on, you know, calling out people that aren't doing their part, mainly people in the black community that's not doing what they're supposed to do, but we've, they dug out some stuff on Herschel. Yo, he's still neck and neck, yo, he's still neck and neck with, with, with the other boy. Because they don't don't care. And I know Jimmy said this in the chat this week. He was like, they can catch this dude lying a million times. They can uncover a million secrets. But as long as he's vocal, you know, speaking out against black people, they're still going to love him. They're still going to vote for him. They don't care. (laughs) They don't care. As long as he keeps speaking out against black people, he's still going to have a chance to win that race. So we're, we're going to talk about him. So let's let's get into it, though, man. Before we get started, y'all know what it is, man. We just got to remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not, I sound like I'm part of the mob. Whether you're with us <laughs> live or not, anytime on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Uh, you can do that either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode of The War Room, uh, never an excuse to miss an episode of the Tissue and the Tape hip-hop podcast with Phil Maddock and Savad. Uh, there's never an excuse to miss an episode of The Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris, Superstars with Big E, H, Soup, and Dante, uh, John Appetit with the Burtons, or On the Couch with the Wilsons, or for, after further review with the mayor. Um, I think the mayor has taken a little bit of a hiatus, but we got archive episodes. So if you want to go back and listen to anything the mayor had to say it after further review, you can do that, warroomsports.com. All right, man, y'all know what it is. These hot topics are brought to you by MyBookie. So all you degenerate gamblers out there, it's time for you to make some money sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked them out, then you're not as degenerate as we thought you were. But it's time to stop wasting time and place a bet. Lay down some bread on the biggest games in sports, i.e. the NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup Finals, all going on right now, uh, by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. 
No excuses when you win. You get paid. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live bettings. You can place wages after you see the quality of Jason Tatum's first few shots. Then you can make a distinction on who you want to bet on. Join now on my bookie. You'll match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM. That's one word, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M. That'll activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. So speaking of Jason Tatum, speaking of the NBA Finals, um, we came on the air last week. The Celtics held a 2-1 lead over the Golden State Dubs. Uh, Golden State has come back and now lead the series three games to two going into uh, game six. This is an elimination situation for the Boston Celtics. So we got to see how they're going to come out on their home floor um, with their backs against the wall. How did we get here, B? What happened? Celtics were controlling this thing. They had taken home court advantage away from the dubs, and then, you know, <laughs> didn't the go dubs, so well. The dubs start Wing. The dubs <laughs> Pretty start much. Dubs um, start getting dubs. <laughs> this, is a, this is interesting because I would – ascribe the winning to great great coaching and them being able to some of the limitations the Celtics have just like the Celtics have figured out in some cases how to exploit some of the weaknesses that right. the Suns have well, it's pretty much what you're saying is a, a great adjustments on Steve Kerr's part because, for the most part, um, general consensus was that the young buck, Ime Udoka, was out coaching Steve Kerr in the first two or three games of the, of the series. <laughs> Mr. Nia. Mr. Nia yeah, was, yeah. Mr. Nia was, Mr. Long. Was, doing his, was definitely oh. doing his thing. They <laughs> found the limitation in um, – so – so salute to Marcus Smart. I think he's a very good player. He's a very good basketball player, and he's a guard. But he's neither a point guard or a shooting guard. <clears throat> and they roll him out there at the one, and they count on Tatum and Jalen Brown being able to create for Marcus Smart is just a, he's just a basketball player. He just a, yeah, he's just a hooper. Because you can't like, even really just, call him a tweener because he's not really good at either he, one, but he ain't he's a good basketball ain't player between, for some reason. He ain't between <laughs> either. He's not a he right. did, yo, he's just a guard. He plays guard. Um and so we're seeing that get exposed. Um the backup guard is hot and cold. When he's hot, he looks like he belongs on the floor and he's better than Marcus Smart. When he's cold he looks like he needs to unwrap his head and go back to the G League. So he runs hot and cold. Um, salute to Jalen. I'm I'm a huge Jalen Brown supporter on the low, but I will admit one thing. How you man make it this far into the top of the league with no ball, with no hands? Yo, he got no booty. hands. <laughs> booty. Yo, boy. Yo, I, I keep telling my son, I'm like, though, you got to work on your handle. Or you're going to be out here dribbling like Jalen Brown. Because Chase handle was way better at seven years old than it is at 10. So he he's going to be out here like Jalen with the work. booty handle. <laughs> Yo, Jalen got the booty handles. He can shoot, and he can get to the rim, 
And I guess when you're that athletic, really from the three-point line, it really is only two dribbles to get to the hoop. But when he got to put it on the floor more than twice, that thing is a train wreck. Um, right. I, I think I think where he lucks out, especially in a series like this, is because Clay isn't. Now, since the last time we talked, because we were talking about how Clay was, you know, he, he just wasn't playing great defense. I think it's improved over this past yeah. week of, of NBA action. But where Jalen Brown, somebody like him, lucks out is the fact that Clay is not the defender no longer he was elite. prior to, you know, the injuries. Because if you have somebody like that on him, he's going to have a much harder time getting to his spots in a series like this. But since yeah. he has nobody out there, because they're they're using, you know, Wiggins is a good defender, but they're using him to slow down um, Tatum. Of a bull. So he face, yeah he doesn't have non melanated uh, Kobe, <laughs> non- right? So he yeah. he doesn't have to face a Tatum too often, so his handle is not hurting him as much as it probably should. Um, shoot, I think it was exposed a little bit more last series than it is this particular series. So yeah, it, so, it, you're right so, though. His handle booty. Yo, his handle is booboo, and and your man Tatum, you have been pointing it out. I've I've seen it, but now it's like magnified. He is a tremendous talent. With treme- him and George Paul are like the same player. Skills but my player. man Tatum's brain, yo, he got he got like a relaxed brain. Like not, he got to go see this. He got to go see this, the wizard. Yo, yeah. got to go see the wizard, bitch. <laughs> Some of his decision making, and then. He may lack a little bit of heart because I feel like the pressure gets to him. No, not I feel like. I know the pressure gets to him. So he starts off with dumb decisions. Then he can get it cooking. He can get it working. Yeah, he'll always have a stint during the game where he's cooking. Yo, because you can't stop six, a 6'9", six, 1, 2, and 3. Like, he, he legitimately can make plays, can shoot his ass off, and he gets to the rack. He's got a little post game. Yo, he's tremendous. Especially, B, you can't he, stop somebody he, with that skill set that's not going to stop shooting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He ain't, uh, he, he, is, he ain't shy. But but he gets nerd. Usually guys that shoot like that, they they come from a couple of different schools. I was going to insult him and say, Ricky Davis, you know, Ricky didn't mind missing 40 shots. It's okay to miss yeah, 40 because you're going to make 41 and keep going. But I think it bothers Ricky him. comes from a planet where there gives no – S about shooting percentage, just just the final no, result, yeah. which which I'm just not completely yeah. mad at. I think people make a little too much of shooting percentage. You can see sometimes when somebody's shooting you out of a game and it's hurting you, but if you got 45 and your team won and you shot 40 percent, you did what you had to do. <laughs> Shout yeah, out to Kobe. Yeah, you did, you did, you did. <laughs> yeah, the thing. And and Tatum, but Tatum doesn't for me. I don't think he has that lack of conscience. Like, I, I know he will gun. He will gun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when the pressure mounts and, yo, your man Wiggins, yo, he found himself a home. He found himself a role. Your man might make three, four, five other all-star games now. Like he, Yo, he real talk, Wiggins lack. on the MVP ladder right now, general consensus speaking, they got him at, like, two to Steph. And I'm sitting here, we're looking at memes where they're putting his face over Iggy holding the trophy 
from 2015. Like, yo, would they do that to Steph again, man? Would they do that to Steph again? Nah, they ain't gonna because Wiggins <laughs> Wiggins dark skin and and don't comb his hair, so they not they not gonna do that unless Wiggins like literally goes crazy for the rest of the series, which isn't out of the question. So I I mean, because that was know, highway robbery that? for them to give that to Eagle Dollar, man. It was, it was. Even though I ain't mad, Yo, they, I'm an Eagle Dollar fan. They you gave know, we Eagle, Eagle Dollar fans. Because he, quote, unquote, slowed LeBron down. Slowing LeBron down was holding him to, like, 36 a game, um, like 10 rebounds, 8 assists. And eight he still assists. shot 48%. But at the time, LeBron shooting 48% is LeBron struggling. So that kind of show you how no, what it, what LeBron it, what it was, what it was, quote, unquote, slowing him down. He couldn't stop LeBron. He couldn't stop LeBron in the flow of the game, but there were a couple key possessions. Not even he stopped game, LeBron at the end of possessions. games, yeah. which was big. He it stopped was, him during, you know, down but the stretch that of games. That but was not MVP. It was but not he MVP averaged worth. 16 points, uh, 16.6 rebounds, five assists, when Steph averaged 26 points, six rebounds, five assists. <laughs> and they pretty much yeah, they shot robbed. the same. They they robbed Steph. Like I, yeah, I don't know what it was. But, but, and then but back to your Steph, man, you know, your man Wiggins, playing bro. with Kevin Durant, he or, couldn't get it off. I hope they don't do it to him again. But Wiggins is the X factor in this series, yo, no doubt. Wiggins is. Are you watching? I, I know I'm kind of seeing Wiggins the type of guy where he's uber uber talented, but like he's kind of shy. Like he doesn't want. He's unassuming. He don't want to bother nobody. I'm seeing a little bit of confidence boost in him because he came down and took a couple shots like, hey, yeah, 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 go, go get my rebound real quick. Let me. But you know what? Like it's one was... of those situations where, when you're not called on or expected to do that, you feel more comfortable doing it. In yeah, Minnesota, was... you're the number one pick. You're the guy. We want you to do this. He didn't really have that dog in him. Doesn't have that kind of dog in him. That alpha dog in him, but you put Wiggins, in, Wiggins as, you know, second, you third, know, fiddle, like, he a different cat in, in that kind of situation. He's a different, um, yo, and they got, they got your man Al Horford, who was playing the series of his life at that, at his age. They well, had he was. stuck with Wiggins sometimes, and as, he was. as, like, Wiggins, Wiggins isn't a super skillful ball handler, but his handle better than Jalen Brown. Fun fact and, about Alda, he scored 26 points in that game. Was it game one? He scored 26 <laughs> points. He scored 30 in the rest of the series ever since. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, Al in the NBA Finals having a 26-point game still constitutes as the series of his life, <laughs> even if he's done right. jack for the rest of the series. So that's a fun fact about him. Fun fact about Tatum. He has 95 turnovers, which he's taken the lead all time in a final series. LeBron, um, he passed LeBron at like 94. I don't, I look at that, I look at that with Tatum way more negatively than I look at that with LeBron. And that's not me making excuses for LeBron because, you know, I'm not a LeBron stand or anything like that. But you do know LeBron handles the ball on every yeah. single possession. Tatum is not like a point guard. Tatum, you know, yeah. you can't I'm, I'm, I'm Tatum's the, not gonna move teams and you're gonna be like, Oh, y'all might as well get rid of the point guard because Tatum's coming. But when LeBron moves yeah. teams, 
You might as well get rid of your point guard because LeBron's coming. There's no excuse for Tatum to have 95 turnovers, though. No, 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 look, I'm going to give you an analogy. LeBron's, LeBron's turnovers, to me, are like a QB that sees the defense and just is like, yo, my arm is stronger than you are good at corner. Tatum's mm-hmm. turnovers are, yo, did you see the linebacker drop? You didn't see him? <laughs> I mean, but generally, like, your point guard who has the ball, like if you have a ball-dominant point guard, he's going to lead you in turnovers no matter what happens, or he should, or something's wrong with you. Now, we know a lot of greats, like they'll go through a stretch where they're not turning the ball over. Chris Paul, Jason Kidd, cats like that, but Chris Paul and Jason Kidd have also been in stretches, in series, where they led the team in turnover because they just had the ball in their hands at all times. So that's going to happen. But Jason Tatum is not that guy. He's not ball dominant. When he gets the ball, he's not giving it up. But <laughs> he, he's not bringing it up. Tween, 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 like Harden. It's not, it's so I, there's no real excuse for him to have 95 turnovers besides the fact that he's just not playing a very good series. Like his numbers are going to look different when it's all said and done for those who didn't watch the series. But, for those who know Jason Tatum and you're watching the series, you're wondering, like, yo, what's up with dude right now? Because if the series did end tonight, and just say it was the reverse, say the Celtics were up and they ended it tonight, I don't think Jason Tatum would be the MVP of the series. I think no. Brown had a lock on it until he struggled in the in the last game. But, um, yeah, it's what, – what, 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 what are your thoughts on his troubles? You think he's pressing? Um, you think he's just I not think he what is. we thought he was? Like, no, 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 no. I think he is pressing, and I think, to your point, even though they have what I guess you would call their point guard, they rely on Tatum and Brown to initiate the offense, especially from the half court. Like, like Marcus, Marcus might might bring the ball up, and then – they run action. Tatum gets it. Then Tatum is basically tasked the ISO with making making the play. It, it, it's like you can't count on Marcus Smart to bring it up, penetrate, dish, get an assist. He just kind of brings it up from a ball handling standpoint, and then hands it off and, and goes hands it off corner. and go running corner somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah go running. But go, you know, go run stand there with big out. Tatum has had a lot of bad, noticeable, noticeably bad turnovers, though. Like, he'd just be dribbling yeah. and just try to throw the ball across the lane or something like that and throw it right to the other yeah. team. Like, there were two of those in, in the last game. You're like, yo, what are you doing right now? But, um, yeah. nah, I, I definitely him. I'll give him. I'll give him. I mean, but we we, we never accuse him of being a basketball genius, just a very yeah. talented and I'll skilled give a bit basketball of a pass. I'll give him not even – I don't want to call it a pass. He's 24. He's 24, and, that, and that's scary because if he's in the finals at 24, Jason Tatum, if his mind gets a little stronger, his heart gets a little stronger, he goes and tans, gets a little more melanin, yo, he might have a 10- or 11-year run of, of complete and utter dominance. Right, like and it's kind of you, you, you kind of bring it back to like LeBron. They made that finals appearance in 2007, 
they got swept. That's the only thing. Boston still has a chance to win this. So that would even be a plus if he plays subpar yeah. and they still come out of this with a, with a ring, with a trophy. LeBron took his yeah. lumps, got swept, kind of learned the ropes. And then, like you said, he came back. He was in, what, 10 straight finals or some craziness like yeah. that? Couldn't win a lot of them, but, you know, was in like 10 straight shots of Skyview. He said, yo, if Steph didn't hit 43 the other night, Wiggins is the MVP. Then he said, anytime you read your own press, you try to live up to it. That's the issue with Tatum. Um, <laughs> Scott, you said, I've got shoes that are 20, 24 years old, no cap. Yo, I probably <laughs> had some until, like, recently when I started purging. But, <laughs> yeah, dude, got he got no, a lot I'm, of time. I'm, I'm, and he's over, talented overall, right now. Overall, I'm super impressed with Tatum. Specific to this series, I think that I feel like he realized, like I feel like all the other series, he was coming through there and he wasn't thinking about where he was, the ramifications. They were just balling. I think right now they hit that moment where they saw Steph get 43 and they were like, are we really supposed to be here? Like I can see it's not a physical thing. It's a mental thing, and it's a heart thing. Missing those free throws for me was big because all of them dudes are like 80% free throw shooters. Like, they're not yeah. bumming. That's when you know shooters, it's, so it's in hurt. your head a yeah. little bit. It's in, the, it's, it's, it's in their head, and the moment is too big. The moment is not too big for the Warriors. <clears throat> the moment's not too big for them. Yeah. I mean, they got the, you know, they got the, their, their piston old, uh, 2008 Celtic swagger. They're they're been here before been swagger. Here. They got yeah. that. But this is so, the only thing, yeah. though. Like Tatum, I, I agree. I think Tatum is just here, young, taking his lumps. Some people get a chance to have a throwaway finals because people think you're going to be that dominant that you're going to get back. You know what I'm saying? Everybody doesn't get back. Like AI didn't have a throwaway finals. We ran up against a buzzsaw and never found his way back Tatum this is probably his throwaway but think about this how many guys still have an opportunity to win their throwaway finals Brian got swept in his yeah. his throwaway finals no no no, you know doubt. What I'm saying? no doubt and, <laughs> and, and shoot Boston, and then played like Boston trash in the second finals <laughs> he had two throwaway finals and then won four rings Boston's athleticism is a problem for the Warriors like, make no mistake, right. like, it, when they get into certain spells where, where, where shit is clicking, even, mm. even Marcus Dumb, like, when Marcus Dumb turns into Marcus Smart, on he the is, low, he decides to go to the rack. You he's really a tough shot maker, yeah. He he's a tough, tough shot maker. And he can shoot. He can hit. I was about to say, like he's, he's, a, he's a tough he's a shot maker, player. and he shoots better than – I'm not going to say that he's given credit for He shoots better than he used to because he used to be the guy that, yo, he, he can't shoot. Leave him open. He made him himself open. into a person. I'm not going to call him a shooter, but he's made himself into a person who can shoot. Like, yeah. like you just said, B, leave him open. That's your ass. So, yeah, like, you, you leave him open. You got to give him props on his yeah. improvement. No, man, I, 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 if I'm the Warriors, they got to be on their P's and Q's. I've got to be dotted. He's got to be crossed. Shoes got to be tied. Draymond has to come out when Draymond is tripping, and and they can win this, but they they better not. 
you know, they better not sleep on these young boys. These young boys can get hot and they can get athletic and you ain't doing nothing with Mr. No Handle. Like when he so comes downhill how do you think it'll go tonight? Back against the wall at home. How do you think it'll go tonight for the for the Celtics? I, I, I give the Warriors a forty five percent chance of winning this. I think Boston wins this. I do. I, I, I think they're too good, they're too athletic, they're playing on instinct. They're at home, so guys like uh, the backup point guard wears that dumbass thing around his head. I think guys like him and Brian Williams and, and all of them dudes, I think they're going to step up. And them stepping up is going to make Tatum and Brown's job easier. And and I think that's what You know the old adage, well at home. Better play at home. better at home than they play on the road. Stars got to be stars no matter where you're playing. Um, I agree with yeah. you. Um, like we're gonna we're gonna talk no, about no Mr. dog in the fight, so I don't care. So I'll I'll phrase it this way: If I were a Warriors fan, I'd be very nervous about tonight. Very nervous. Which most of them probably aren't, because they're like, "What? We got the lead, so we can't lose tonight." But I think if, if you do lose tonight, you're gonna be on upset alert for Game Seven, right? I think the pressure shifts back because you got this young team with not much to lose who figure to be back in this position several times in the next few years, you got them coming into your building for a game seven with not much with nothing to, lose. to lose, no expectations. Y'all got everything to prove. Like, we still fighting over, even though they won one without KD, we still fighting over, all right, can we win one? Can we win again without KD? Just like KD is always going to have the pressure of can he win without the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? So all the pressure going to be in them. Dove's got to go handle their business tonight. Um, like yeah. you, I have 40 to 45% chance that they will, man. I think the Celtics are going to come out and get an early lead because you know that none of these games, all of these games, even the ones that were the two that were pretty good, none of these games were decided by single digits. So the playoffs still living up to what it's been. Um, yeah. What's up, uh, what's up Mr. with Mr. Astic, Mr. Triple Single? Um, he was wilding last week. Came back, had a you know, came back looking like. Put it this way: when they were down, you heard the rumblings of, "Yo, Draymond washed." You know what I'm saying? He <laughs> remember Bron hashtag wash king. I agree with that. Draymond was hashtag wash glue because he's supposed to be the glue that held this team together. He just wasn't playing like it, and he wasn't in the right headspace. He was out there wilding, still trying to be Mr. Enforcer, you know, arguing in the post-game press conferences with Celtics legends about who was tough in the 80s and who wasn't. He came back and was playing like Draymond. He, you started to see flashes of that basketball IQ that he has. He might not yeah. be able to do it physically, but Draymond could always outthink you when Draymond was at his best in his prime. So he's kind of off and on with it during this series. You know yeah. what I mean? He ball he he balled in the last two games pretty pretty well. Right. I do think he is one. Balling for him is still triple single, but it's how he does, <laughs> how he gets his triple single. How he does that triple single. I, I think yeah. he is the little the little the little grays in his beard. I think that's real. I think there's little grays in his body. Pause. So I think that he isn't the same guy 
he was, the same level consistently the with, with where he was 15 or uh in 2015 or and where that shows itself is on the defensive end because like i said if draymond yeah. can still think he plays good games but he's you know just like clay he's not as you know he hasn't fallen as far as clay because he hasn't hasn't had those same kind of injuries but he's not the same defender yeah. he once was even though he'll now when you say fallen as far you are strictly Speaking of Clay's defensive prowess, correct? Defensively, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. offensively, yeah, Clay, Clay can't uh, fall offensively because he was never the creator offensively to begin with. So he's still the guy yeah. who you get a shot for and he can heat up and put 20 on you in a quarter just off, you know, four dribbles because you're giving him yeah. shots in good, good, good spaces. So, yeah, you know, it's more I, I noticeable think, for Clay I, on the defensive end of the floor because he was never to break you down off the dribble, dude, on offense anyway. I think if Clay can get his life together in terms of – now, the problem with going this deep in the playoffs is you mm-hmm. don't get the same type of rest over the summer break or yeah. over the break yeah. in basketball. But I'm still going to say this anyway. If, Even if though they've drawn work, with the time between these games in the final. They try to make this series like yeah. three weeks. <laughs> they trying to put this. They trying to put this joint in the lot. Um, <laughs> if he, if if he can get the rest when he comes back next year, I think you'll see a resurgence. He'll never be the elite of the elite wing defender that he once was, but I think he can get back to being very good defensively, and I think offensively. I think you're going to see him hit for 22, 23 a game as he always has. Like, I think he's going to be that guy. You know what, though? I wonder, and we've seen this through, you know, years of watching basketball, playing basketball. I wonder at his age and with the injury history, if he's even interested in being that defender again. Yeah, that's You know, at some point, point, superstars stop playing defense, defense any damn way, you know. Yeah. Brian already. Yeah, you remember Brian is past playing defense. Westbrook is past playing defense. Um, there was a, a a few years at the end of Kobe's career where you know he was still living off his reputation and the oh, fact God. that he could go down into the well when pride called him down into the well. But as an every possession player, he had fallen way off the wagon. Um, no. So it's kind of Kobe, like maybe my second favorite player of all time. Kobe didn't play defense for like six years, from, the, from like to the end of his like. And and within that six year span, I think he still may have made still all made defensive like two of them joints. Yeah, he still may have made like, like two. Yo, why y'all putting him on? He don't, he don't, he don't defend nobody. But they, unless, but they always do that. LeBron really in his whole career might have decided to lock down for like two or three seasons, and he made three, some all defensive teams years. that he shouldn't have. Because when you're up, that big of a did. superstar, they want that to be your <laughs> reputation. So they're gonna give they, you some. They extra still bringing up what, what LeBron did to Derrick Rose in 2011. Look, see what right. he did there. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> right, like LeBron decided for like two seasons, I'm I'm gonna do this. I mean, but you know, LeBron is also and his team. They're smart enough to understand NBA trends, and I'm talking on the court and off the court. LeBron knew damn well if I lock up for a season. I'm going to get 
a good enough rep- reputation because they want the best players in the league to have that reputation. I can slack right. off, and I'm still going to make a few defensive teams until it's real noticeable. Now it's like real block noticeable. A, block a few shots from behind. Right, you right. Know? Some chase downs and just to remind them a little bit. And, you know, they're going – I'm going to live off that. And it, and it works. And it works. But, um, all right, so, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, tonight, see if the Dubs can end it. it. It would be in their best interest to go ahead and do that. You know, I know a lot of teams enjoy winning it on their home court, but you don't want to risk a game seven against a hungry young team that has not much to lose. Um, so we'll see how everything goes tonight. There was a, a fairly big trade in the NBA. I think I, a lot of people wouldn't call it that big of a trade, but I think it's a very good trade for one of the teams involved. And those teams are uh, two Texas teams made a trade. The Dallas Mavericks are acquiring center power slash power forward. You know, we play in a positionless league these days, but they're acquiring Christian Wood from the Houston Rockets in exchange for the number 26 pick in this year's draft and four players with expiring contracts. So you can tell for Houston, this is basically a free up, money move because they're sending Dallas is going to send Boban, Keith Chris, Trey Burke, and Sterling Brown to Houston, all of which contracts are um, expiring. I think this is a very good pickup for the Mavericks because that's a position where I think they lack. You know, and they this is going to help. You, you, know, you help send Luka. a Christian Wood, who's a very talented big, over there with, with Luca, I don't know. And, you know, Dallas already went farther than anyone expected them to this season. So if they can recreate that magic and acclimate him to the team and get him a nice role in this, I don't know. Dallas would be somebody that you got to look at out the corner of your eye <laughs> as, as being a serious contender next season. What, what do you think about the trade? Christian Wood is a pretty good player, man. Yeah, you can ball. You can ball. I think that um... – I think whenever you put a a big – basketball hasn't changed so much that this has changed. When you put a, a good big with a good guard and that guard knows how to utilize that big or run, pick, and roll, dude, it takes so much pressure off of both of them. And so I feel like he's naturally already – going to be a very good to great pick and roll guard Luca because of where he comes from Europe so you're just right. giving him a tool that you know I can see him being uh, a non-athletic that's funny a non-athletic lesser James Harden like type of guy in the pick and roll like he reads so well and for as much as I knock or we knock James Harden James Harden is a superior genius level IQ off the pick and roll like his reads off pick and roll are, are and I think Luca had that as well. Yeah, so in his two seasons in Houston, Christian Wood averaged nineteen and ten, pretty much. Um he's also an expiring contract, due fourteen point three million for this next season. So it's a good you know, for the for the Mavericks is one of those things where, okay, we get him on an expiring contract, so we're not locked in if he doesn't play up to what we expect him, you know, the level we expect him to play. If he does, then they can offer him more money than anyone else. And if he and Luca work out and they like each other and like playing together, 
this whole thing becomes a win-win for the Mavericks. Um, Houston, on the other hand, of course, looking for cap space for a team that's pretty much gone through their quote-unquote process. Uh, they had the number um, – uh, they had uh, a first-rounder, a big, that they picked up last year, um, Alperin Singun, um, and they're trying to loosen up some, some playing time for him to see – if he is what he's supposed to be. Um, and I believe, uh, I think they got the the number three pick in the uh, upcoming draft. So I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, good moves on both sides. Dallas is just closer to where they need to be right now. So I think it's a really good pickup uh, on their end of the deal. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Skyview in the chat. What you talking about in the chat? Uh, he said, question, did Ham's speech save Russ? If not, <laughs> smart as the trade bait. Um, I, I don't know if it saved Russ. I think Russ' contract saves Russ. There's not a lot of people that's just openly willing to trade and pay him that kind of money. So I don't know if it actually saved him. I don't think the Lakers have much leverage Only, there, even if they want to get rid of Russ. Or you're not you going to get back you, what you, you want. You stole the thunder, took my point. I, I, I was going to run straight to the contract piece. I don't care what Darvin Ham says. I don't care what Jeannie Buss says. I don't care what ham sandwich you eat. Like, Russ is stuck. The Lakers are stuck <laughs> because they have to pay Russ, like, $47 million. Like something. Yeah, no one yeah, pays no, yeah. even even teams but but even if someone to... did, the Lakers aren't going to get back what they need. The Lakers don't want a bunch uh, of picks and a bunch of no names because you got LeBron James in the twilight years of his career. LeBron ain't trying to start over; he's trying to be a contender. So even with Russ not fitting in with the team like that, Russ is going to give you a better chance for LeBron to get where he needs to be than you know you taking four draft picks and four young players back from him. So I think it, it is what it is unless, you know, Rob Palenka can pull some type of miracle. You know, people do have a history of giving the Lakers stuff that people don't think – didn't think the Lakers could get. Um, Scott, you also said Christian Wood played AAU in college here in Las Vegas. He'll give up on you. Um, I've heard that. I've definitely heard that. But, you know, put him in a put him in a place where – there's no temptation or motivation to give up. This is a team coming off the – how far did they go? Did they go to the Western Conference Finals, the the Mavs? Yeah, they made it all the way to the the Western Conference Finals. So, you know, if they can recreate some of that, then he's not going to have a reason to pout or or give up. I don't know. I don't know the kid like that. Have you said the wood the wood will quit on you? Yeah, oh. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> that is not pretty much. Did. But no, um, yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. All right, so there was another rumor. This was tweeted. Now the source of the tweet was some unknown person. I guess claims to be at ESPN. Her her. Uh, Twitter handle is at ESPN underscore Sarah. Her name is Sarah Kaya Colson. I haven't seen this report anywhere else outside of her. She tweeted, 
uh, the other day. I've been hesitant to report this without corroboration from a second source. I finally heard from that source today. The Philadelphia Sixers are expected to pursue reuniting Heat forward Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid on the Sixers, told a combination of picks and players headed to Miami. Like, do you think that that's a possibility? Do you think Miami's ready to give up on Jimmy for some picks and players from the 76ers? This is another team who just came off an Eastern Conference Finals run, um, was in the finals two seasons ago. I we do know no. that even with success, Jimmy is known to wear out his welcome. You think he, there can be is. a truth to this? He is. And I don't think that he has I don't worn know Sarah out his welcome. Or her sources. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know that he has worn out his welcome in Miami. I couldn't tell. I could that little dust up he had was O pound uh U D. And um mm-hmm. and his coach, I, I think that was just grown man ish that happens and usually happens in practice or the locker room. I think it was overblown. Like I don't think he's enemies with anybody on the team. I don't think he's worn out as welcome. The only thing I can say is Joel and B being from this generation and being as emotional as he is, he has bestowed unclehood upon Jim. So like during press conferences in the series, whatever, like he literally, yeah. I caught him. I don't know if you he was there riding while they were playing against him. Begging for Jimmy. We wouldn't have lost if we had Jimmy. If Jimmy was here, that wouldn't have been. I need Jimmy. I wish Jimmy had never left. <laughs> like, yo, Embiid is, is like Jimmy's like, like young boy. Like, yo, go to the store, grab a Dutch. If my luggage comes in, yo, go grab my luggage. Like, <laughs> And bring some donuts. Like, you bitch ass nigga. <clears throat> and bring some donuts. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've never seen anything. She like, also so that tweeted. ESPN Sarah also tweeted, and this ain't Sarah Spain. This is Sarah Kaya Combson, however you say her name. League sources tell me Butler is fed up with the direction of the Heat and wishes to reunite with Embiid to pursue a title. So she's putting it on Jimmy, and not necessarily the Heat. So. I don't know. And she also tweeted that um, that the Utah Jazz are poised to offer uh, Sixers assistant coach Sam Cassell their head coaching job. Sixers said to be attempting to move current coach Doc Rivers in a last-ditch effort to keep Cassell on staff. Daryl Morey unavailable for comment. I don't know where she's getting this from or if there's somebody out there that's, like, playing with her because they know she's trying to make her come up and they just feeding her BS, or if all of this stuff turns out to be true and, and Sarah gets her, her stripes that quickly because, you know, right now she's not even a blue check on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But if any of these reports come true, she's going to get her check. She's just being tested right now. So, yeah, she got a lot of stuff to say, and it seems to be a lot of it, you know, a lot of it is about the Sixers. Um, she, saw, she also said, I can confirm this report that Danny Green and Tobias Harris, the most likely Sixers starters to be moved. Now, telling us Tobias Harris is going to be moved is not, you know, it's like telling us <laughs> that water's wet, sky is blue. My daughter, Tobias my daughter Harris has a contract. He's the only contract that, you know, can get us anything in return. So, um, so shout out to Sarah. We'll see if any of her reports are true. We'll see if um, the Sixers end up with a big three of Joel Embiid, James Harden, and Jimmy Butler. Because if that happens, Yo. that changes things. 
that changes Yo, things drastically. I, I, I'd be nervous. <laughs> I can see Jimmy punching James Harden in the face really hard. <laughs> yeah, how, how long would that three last? If, if, within if, three months. If, and I don't really think – I'm not saying that James Harden is <laughs> I, I don't see him fighting back, though. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think – I don't think he's gonna fight back, and I definitely could see him getting punched like really hard. Yeah. In the but if that, if that, if Miami was the team to take that trade and and move Jimmy, no way the Sixers are getting out of that without sending Tyrese Maxey as well. But the thing is, for Jimmy Butler, I think they would send him. I think Daryl Morey, you know, for all Daryl Morey has done, still no trophies to show for it. He's he's in win now mode just as much as a LeBron James is, I think he would send Maxi in a deal probably I don't to buy I I don't either, but you know, still you, you give me the right name, then holler young Jimmy. Mo, good luck to you. You know what I'm saying? Because at this point, Maxi is still I'm telling you, Maxi can be groomed to be like Lou Will, like that runaway six-man-of-the-year winner for three, four years in a row. He could be that type of dude in Philly or somewhere else. Um, I think Maxie is a very good young player, but I also think people are starting to overstate what his impact could be on a, on a championship team because right now Maxie is super one-dimensional. I'm not talking about in the way he scores. He can score a couple of different ways, but right now that's really all he gives you is scoring on a team like the Sixers that's currently constituted that's needed because they're a team that easily during games goes on scoring droughts um especially when Embiid's either out of the game or you know injured or something like that this team can go on scoring droughts so it's, it's definitely needed right now but I think he's untouchable is what I'm trying to say you know what I mean yeah but, you know, I don't want to lose him, but I don't think he's untouchable. You, the right name's coming back. Like I said, I'm going to, you know, help the young bull pack and tell him I'm rooting for you no matter where you go, and, you know, unless you're playing so, us. So basically, but, basically you you cool with sending him packing for Jim? In a deal like that, probably, yeah. 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 If, 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 if you're going to get – if you can get off enough – if you can get off your books enough with Tobias Harris, him, maybe a Danny, they're probably going to want like a, a, a what's the name too? Um, defensive ball who ain't getting no better offensively. Uh, Matisse. Bible. Yeah. You know, cause, cause the year prior to me, Maxi and Matisse were like no deal when they were trying to get off, you know, get the Ben Simmons trade going. Matisse and Maxi, no, no deal. I think at this point, if you bring in somebody like a Jimmy, um, I'm trying to think Brad Beal. If if you're bringing in a Brad Beal, then maybe, but not really Matisse because Brad Beal's not the same player defensively as Jimmy is. So, you know, you got to work that trade a little bit differently. But um, – Plus, Washington is not really in a position to demand as much as the Heat. Really, Heat are like, yo, really we just company. came out of the what, the Eastern Conference Finals. You're not going to just send us some BS. 
You know what I'm saying? We need to remain contenders. So it's, it's a whole different playing field when you're trading with those two franchises. So, so we'll see. We'll see if Sarah knows what she's talking about. <laughs> Be interesting to see. I know he's trying. I know Tobias Harris has probably played his last game as a sixer. But um, good riddance. We'll see I'm what, trying to trade see Sarah talking about. Again. <laughs> trade him again, get some more. Um, quote of the again. week, and this is Miami Heat related. Quote, my impact is special on and off the court. I definitely think I deserve it. End quote. And that is your man, Udonis Haslam, on whether or not he should make the Hall of Fame. <laughs> from from that from now on, with I'm not, his I'm seven point six with his seven point six rebound averages, he has Robert Ory like numbers. And as much as I speak yeah. out against Robert Ory ever coming close to the Hall of Fame, if you put a gun to my head and said one of them got to make it, Robert Ory getting in way before Udonis Haslam. <laughs> Yo, way before Udonis I'm never. Has going you done it again you done with him because, after this quote yeah. you done with him that's yeah. it yeah donezo yeah there's no no use all right no use. foh now, um, now, now, he's got it it's really not worth away. much of a conversation i just wanted to read it we get no, a couple no, laughs off he's gotten away on. with criminal he's gotten away with committing crimes in the league because it's obvious that he's yeah, a lot of money someone stolen. to be on the roster right he's extorted right. and he's stealing money He's extorting right. people and stealing money, and now he's saying that stuff in the media. So he's yeah, he's out of he's out of control. Then when they lost he's that game to be eliminated by the Celtics, like he was walking to the tunnel. Did you see that video? Walking to the tunnel, like he was so upset, like he just you know gave like he just gave Boston forty and and fell short. He didn't even get in the, the series. <laughs> I didn't say the game. He didn't even get in the series. And he, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna send that video to you. Remind me to send that to you because you're gonna, you're gonna get a good laugh out of that. Um, so shout out to UD, thinking that he, himself and his career is way more than it actually was. <clears throat> All right, so <laughs> our uh, stat of the week. In his, this is the baseball stat. In his 403rd game, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit his 87th home run. Vladimir Guerrero Sr. also took 403 games to hit 87 home runs. On base percentage for Vlad Sr. after 403 games was 363. On base percentage for Junior after 403 games, 364. And they both did this playing for Canadian teams. Yo, how eerie is that? Senior and junior took the same amount of games to get 87 home runs. They basically have a identical on-base percentage, and they both were playing for <laughs> Canadian franchises in the MLB. Wow, Eerie. that's crazy. That's crazy, man. Yo, that's that is crazy. real crazy. Shout out to the Guerreros, man. Um, <laughs> Talked to Jimmy about that stat earlier in the week. Jimmy was like, well, which one of them took more PEDs? <laughs> Good question, my brother. All right, so before we talk about what happened on while y'all were on the grind this week, we're going to go to the phone lines, and, and Tobias is probably going to take all of those topics and try to talk about them before we get to them. But we're just going to hang, on you, hang, hang up on you this week, uh, Tobias. Uh, what's going on, good brother? Calling from Arizona. 
Roll down tie, fellas. It's another beautiful day in sunny Arizona. The sun is shining bright, birds flying in the air, kids frolicking the street, and Vince McMahon is in a whole pile of doo-doo. But, uh, <laughs> yes, he is. I'll be out there in uh, August, so, you know, get them white girls together. <laughs> hey man, we'll have to be awesome. Be awesome has to connect. Uh, nope. Nope. Ask, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, we might ask Umar. He has to connect. But uh, oh yeah, he, he definitely. Yeah, he was over yeah, but I think y'all talk about this finals and stuff, right? Like a lot of these people out here say, "Oh, basketball professionals. It's professional basketball." Boston would love to have a point guard right now instead of somebody instead of some guy uh, masquerading as a point guard who flopped so much that he flopped one time and left Clay Thompson wide open for a three. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then was then was real mad and complaining when Jordan Poole had that egregious flop. I'm like, man, at this point, you just got to shake his hand and welcome him to the welcome him to the club, man. You can't hate on that. Yeah, it was <laughs> you of all people it can't hate on. Hey, one thing about, like, I, I was saying this about even like Devin Booker last year. Before I say that, the Phoenix Suns got to be sick how they blew that series against Dallas. They might have won the whole thing, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but like you said, Devin Booker last year, I always said Bulls fans, Zach Levine. Once you make the playoffs and play these high-leverage games, your holes in your game become more evident, and you really know what you got to work on. Jason Tatum's getting the light skin bump right now. It's about being a star. The dude doesn't even pull up. He has no post game. He's shooting like 20-some percent from two. <laughs> you know, and I think that once they, once these teams, these good coaches got you picked, he has no other option. It's like he's trying to beat Kobe with a tough shot, but he forgot the part about Kobe when he took, Kobe took the mid-range. He posted up. He actually finished at the hoop, and Kobe went to the foul line. How many how many times have you seen Tatum at the foul line? Oh, he missed those too. So I just think that uh, he has to get stronger and work on his game. And right now, I don't think he's better than Jalen Brown. Neither one of them could dribble, but everybody tells me he's got so much more skill now, but I see guys that can't even dribble, <laughs> you know. Ooh. I never really um... – I never really went for that ideology either. I don't think the league is more skilled now. I think the league overall is definitely more athletic. But, but you know, there was a lot of athletes in the league back in the day too. So that's not one of those things where I'm like, oh, it's like 10 times more athletic. I'm not saying that. But overall, I think it's more athletic. I think um, because I think the only skill – that's clearly better overall than before is three point shooting because everybody does it now. Yeah. But other than that, like what's better? Other other than that, what skill is better? What skill set is better? Yeah, because people talk about the three point, like they talk about athleticism, but I see two fat euros cooking everybody. Right. <laughs> and I think athlete. we're definitely <laughs> as at least at least as long as we've been alive, I think we're definitely in an era with like the most superstars that have average to subpar handles. Like Devin Booker yeah, doesn't yeah. have any, you know, great handle. Clay Thompson doesn't have a great handle. Um, I mean, you got some standouts, but I think you had more people with standout ball handling, you know, back in the nineties, even, even the eighties. Cause like, look at Boston, you got right? Kyrie now, so, you got uh, Steph, 
There's not a lot of other yeah. dudes out there with yo-yos. Cause look, look at Boston, right? Tate, this is why they need a point guard to be a floor general. Tatum and Brown has the ball so long they can't dribble. And Tatum's throwing the ball across court, doing all this crazy stuff, and Brown can't dribble more than two dribbles. And they just give him go because go to state in the half court can't do nothing against them. You notice they they're killing them in transition because Boston turns the ball over so much. And and, it, and honestly, if Boston didn't turn the ball over like that, they would have won the series already. But also, they're not. A, but the other thing ties into that. They're not a smart team. I think it was game four. Well, like it was game five actually, when Steph wasn't even playing that well. What they kept doing, jacking up threes. And I'm like, take it to the hole. Some, somebody go to the foul line here. Post up Tatum or Smart, because they've been cooking their matchups when they did post up. And so I think basketball IQ is like under, like kind of like under, like underrated. And that sometimes that comes with being in in the you know in those wars and stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, I say this also. You guys are talking about like uh, Russell Westbrook and stuff. They trade all those people that, that won't get it. Those NBA rules because you have to take back trash at the same time also. Because y'all was mad that the Lakers got a deal, and instead of being like the NFL, where it's like, look, we could trade Tom Brady for a draft pick if we want to. Guess what, guys? All y'all won and made it so your team is stuck now. You got a match and like think, 75, 80% of the contract. 75%. So that means you got to take bad deals, and Russ on an aspiring deal. So you might as well eat this season anyway. And LeBron may leave anyway. So you're doing all this, you know what happens. Oh, by the way, let's tell Moreland Court the reason LeBron could get no help the second time in Cleveland because he won't commit past one year. So Paul George like, I ain't coming then. But mm. and like even your Sixers, they thought they looking at trade Tobias Harris. Teams going good front office gonna do their due diligence here. Uh, if you're gonna load that contract, why not for a Bradley Bill or even a Jimmy Butler? Because what Butler brings is that leadership and that and that toughness, and I think that's what they need out there in that two guard who can actually take over. If you got to give lot, up Matthew, a lot of us though, including Scavio yeah. in the chat room, don't think Butler and Harden could coexist. Guess what? You go ahead and tell, Hey, if Harden cause Harden has to opt out to get the new deal. Mm-hmm. If he opts out, sorry, Charlie, <laughs> you don't have yeah, to. Well, oh, I mean, you know, Daryl Morey not going to do that, but supposedly he's going to, opt out and sign a shorter term deal. I wouldn't even do that, man. He's pathetic. Yeah, He's I'm, him, I'm getting I'm getting that forty six million or whatever it is from him. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> because he may take a pay cut. And and I think what happens is people say, yeah. Well, you know, if you turn if you don't sign him, you may not make good free agents. Look here, man. It's all about the money here. If you got the money and built a decent team, cool. And then y'all talk about Dallas. That was people talking about, like, these hot take meetings, rumors talking about, well, Zach Levine didn't like uh, playing with the Rose and the Rose had the ball. Dallas did a good fit. I'm like, have y'all seen Luka Doncic play basketball? Uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, but it's a good trade for them because you got to get some size in there. And, uh, but so it was a one-year deal where the money opens up next year if it doesn't work out. And Houston's doing the right thing. If you're in the rebuild, why the hell are you going to be up against the cap then? Or pay all these big salaries if you're in a rebuild, <laughs> you know. 
The worst is if you try to you convince yourself you're not going to rebuild the Bulls did a couple of years ago, and you got salary cap problems. So I, I think they're doing the right thing, and I think you know uh, I think it's a good trade for both sides. So Dallas had to get some size, and I'd rather do that than trade assets and pay the Andre eight the max salary. Yes, sir. All hey. right, man. Hey, you gotta take it easy, man. Hey, you gotta no take doubt. it easy. Hey, and you guys better not cheer too hard for Shakari winning those races against against the Bronies and like in plumbers and firemen. Oh. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, you gotta take it easy, man. All right, bro. All right, we got one more. We got the homie Rob calling in from Cali. He called in earlier this week. Instead <laughs> of waiting till the end, what up, Rob? going on? Bro. What up, y'all? How you doing? What's up, Batman? How you doing, man? How y'all doing? We good, man. man. How you? Holly What's up? What you want to talk about? What you got? Oh, no. They you got did? him. They Rob. got him. Rob! Rob going once. Rob going twice. Rob going twice. <laughs> Holla at your boy. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into what happened this week. I know you're going to call right back, but let's get into what happened this week. While y'all were on the grind, while you're on the grind, is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you or your business need a custom website, then look, holla at us or holla at Digital Extreme Technologies if you need a professional and, most of all, an affordable custom website. Um, no need to break the bank for an effective online presence, and there's no need to go out and do all of this work yourself for something that's going to be trash. So uh, make sure you visit digitalstreamtech.com or call 267-205-4203. And for those discounted rates, be sure to tell them that War Room Sports sent you. All right, man, we, we brought him up a little bit earlier, man. Your man, Herschel Walker, <laughs> is running for that Senate seat. Some some secrets came out this week about the homie. Well, I not really the homie. Um, no, my homie. He was forced this week to confirm. All right, let me let me tell you how this started. This started because on Tuesday, uh, somebody dug up and found out that Herschel Walker had a ten-year-old son that he wasn't taking care of. Now this was a big deal. Because Herschel Walker um, is always very, very publicly critical of black absentee fathers. So now he's been forced to admit that he has not one, not just the kid that they found on Tuesday, but three children, quote unquote, secret children. Before Tuesday, before all of this started, all we knew about was his son, his 22-year-old son, Christian Walker. <laughs> so That's earlier the, this week, we found out that he had a 10-year-old son. Earlier this week, we found out he had a 10-year-old son who he hasn't played an active role in raising. On Thursday morning, this morning, he re- it was revealed that he had a third son who's 13 years old, out of wedlock, and in that same article – the outlet also reported that Walker has a now adult daughter who he had when he was about 20 years old. Um, 
when he was still the star running back of the University of Georgia football team. So this guy who goes off and rails on the black community about absentee fatherism, if that's a word, in one week we found out that this dude got three more kids than he's taken care of. Not that he's taken care of, three more than the one that he's taken care of. And the one that he does take, you know, he take he takes care of. He probably don't really like him because, you know, you know how Herschel and his people feel about homosexuality, and his son Christian Walker is, you know, an open homosexual. So you have that which you yourself don't like, and then you have three quote unquote secret children. After all the public noise and nonsense that he talked about, black absentee fathers, yeah. What's up with Herschel, man? And after all this, he still got a chance to win that seat because he so, with them now. He with them people ah, against his people. <laughs> so there's so many ways that we can take this conversation, um, and and being who we are, we have to give him these jokes, man. Your man is running a commercial. His opponent was running a commercial of Herschel Walker on a FaceTime or a Google Hangout or some sort of video chat saying that he has a machine that removes the COVID right up off the If you walk through this machine, the COVID it and that's the whole commercial paid for by the opponent. He doesn't even he doesn't even have to say anything. It's just Herschel Walker being a buffoon. Talking about it's the just COVID Herschel animal. being a buffoon. Um, You're, like really, if I was it, running against Herschel, I would just, I would just run an ad. I wouldn't say anything yet. I would just run an ad of him talking. Because yeah, he sound that's like, what it, that's what it he is. He sound like Eddie he Murphy's does, oh, version no. of, he sound like Eddie Murphy's version of Buckwheat when he does talk. You've he he's running. done that twice. No, Dev, he's done that twice. He he has two commercials where the opponent runs the commercial. Yeah, he doesn't say anything. It's just Herschel talking. So One of them talk. is this COVID yeah, machine. And yeah, the other he, is him dancing. He, dancing and doing exercise. The people so, that he's talking to want to hear that. Like we live in a world yeah. of anti-intellectualism, so therefore they want to hear. Mm-hmm. They want to hear someone. Be talking trying, to hillbillies you know, that hate black people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, and, and I was about to say they're, something, but I don't want to be. They're African American. <laughs> um, and and we're we're we have even though we're in the anti-intellectual age. There's enough sophistication about where people know, understand, and realize that black people can be weaponized against other black people. Like they realize that Herschel Walker is a bastion of white supremacy. So, Jim, B was telling us, you know, throughout all of that, Finding out that Herschel Walker has three extra kids this week, three extra bastard kids, uh, as they would say in Coming to America 2, <laughs> three extra bastards. Um, they've caught him in numerous lies about a bunch, a bunch of stuff during this campaign. Like, tell the people, Jim, why, because B said that even though they found out all of this stuff, he's still running neck and neck. Can you explain neck to people neck. why he still has a chance to win, even though they found all this? Stuff I mean, on? they don't care. I mean, we live in a post-Trump society, and B. Austin said it. He can be weaponized. We live in a 
anti-intellectual world. I mean, so it's like that actually, it, it, yo, white men love, what y'all say, how can I say this, right? Pretty much they because he's it. talking trash about black people, he will always yeah, have a chance to win this says, race. Yo, <laughs> I, yeah, I did it, and what? Yeah, I mean, and what? <laughs> says, nigga, you can't beat me. They, 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 they enjoy that, right, because all of them are hypocrites. So, therefore, it kind of like to them, that humanizes them. He's a hypocrite. He's just like me. Yeah, I'm, mm. I guarantee he's gonna buffoon it up. I guarantee if they have a debate, Herschel gonna challenge him to like a push-up, sit-up contest or something, like on the stage. I bet you can't do more push-ups yeah. than me. <laughs> Just yo, some some buffoonery yo, he on. Yo, I don't. Right. Y'all haven't seen the. I'm a, I'm gonna have the commercials for y'all. I'm gonna I'm send them to you. He has a commercial where he's talking about singing, dancing, and doing sit-ups, and it, like workouts. Yo, I, I can't I can't make it up and I can't explain it. I'm a, yo, he's embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, he's he embarrassed. Is. Like, and it's not even it's not even one of those I'm embarrassed for black people because of Herschel because we know long since that he's not one of us. It's like, yo, this is an old head. He's in his fifties, about to go into his sixties, and this is how he's behaving. Like, you're embarrassed for him. Yo, so um, Vince terrible. McMahon is still having a bad time of it. Ever since, you know, the W, you know, there was news of the WWE board investigating him for paying off a former employee um, with $3 million in hush money. Uh, Ever since that story broke, accusations from his past have been resurfacing. And the most damning one um, was from a woman named Rita Chatterson, who was believed to be the first female referee in WWE history and possibly pro wrestling altogether, um, accusations that he raped her in July of 1996. Supposedly, she was in his limo, and he tried to get her to give him oral sex, and when she refused, Vince McMahon raped her. Um, there was a lot of stuff back and forth back then. Uh, I think, I think she worked maybe for three or four more times for the WWE back then. But then she explained that she kept quiet because her, you know, for her parents' sake, because they were both very ill at the time. Her mom died a year before, and her father two weeks prior to her interview. Um, along, I think it was maybe 1992. She did an interview with, uh, with Geraldo. <laughs> with Martin Cullen. I ain't beat them kids, Geraldo. That boy get a lot, though. So, um, yeah, like these are the things that are coming back up. I believe the statute of limitations have passed for him to um, actually do any jail time for this crime, but it, it's just damning to his name right now when he's already in a bunch of hot water, man. What, what's up with y'all, man? Vince McMahon, man. Yo, How you gonna get out of this? That, like, yo, these are some expensive yams. Like he's he's paying for these yams. Like yo, the market for yet no mind. But yo, <laughs> he's losing millions of dollars over some cheeks. Yeah. Crazy man. Like yo, Uncle Face told us a long time ago, man, that what's our uh, quickest downfall. And you know, Vince is proven and his nasty work. They're digging up old nasty work. But this is how this is how you know. It's crazy, hey, though, like how many people that, that we've seen build empires over the past 30, 40, 50 years and just be 
pillars of entertainment, pillars in the society, and then you start realizing the stuff that they have been hiding for so long. You know, you had the, the Bill Cosby's of the world, the R. Kelly's of the world. NBC, NBC conspired against one of them, man. Yo, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something that nobody really, the conversation nobody really wants to have, right? Mm-hmm. And um, this is a conversation nobody's really having. The reason these dudes um, climb society the way they do is to be able to do that kind of stuff. That's one of the reasons they do it. Oh, God. And get away, and yo, get away relax, with that kind man. of stuff. Slow down. Yo, nobody, down. nobody, nobody wants to have that combo, though. Nobody yo, wants to have that combo. Down. One of the reasons slow that down. one of the reasons, that men, one of the reasons, <laughs> so one of the this, reasons that men so get up and So having a conversation with, uh, with Deshaun, making him his African-American? Hey yo, no. But I think the yeah, because they said a lot of the stuff know, that the service in gym he had NDAs for. So yeah, like you do become mm-hmm. that to be able to hide this stuff. Wow. Yeah, like yo, that's one of the things that men like. Yo, men, men overachieve in life. Really, a lot of it is to you know, is ego. But part of that ego Get is like yo, I want to be able to. Human. Yeah, I want to be able to. Yo, I want to touch it, please it, fit, you know, not mine. But you know, <laughs> most of the star. But that's yo, that's one of the reasons men. Yo, one of the reasons men go so hard. It's the yamage, man. Yeah. Well, gotta go hard. Women waking up to the power they actually have though. They like look. We know y'all nasty, cause dudes yeah. is nasty, yo. And Rob, we we I see you on there. We're gonna get back to you for a minute before we roll out. Let us talk about these last two things, and we get back to you real quick before we leave. Um, what else happened while y'all were on the grind? Um, Brittany Griner, her Russian detention has been extended. Um, so like they they still holding Brittany Griner over there for some some cannabis oil that she quote-unquote, was smuggling through the Russian airport. Like, what's going on here? Because now you're seeing a bunch of, uh, like, WNBA Hall of Famers speaking out. Um, it seems like everybody's trying to use the power of celebrity to, to in efforts to get her home. But does Vladimir Putin give a hell about who's famous and who's talking about Britney need to come home? Not at all. Not at all. At all. Not, not and they finally realized, yeah. like, your celebrity is only so good, dog. That's, that that nonsense may work here, but y'all ain't got no real power. Right, right. That's that's America where y'all sweat celebrities like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so uh, crazy Roy part Jones. Is, like, the thing is, okay, yeah, Roy right. Jones is drawn, but the thing is 2022 that, like, Brittany Griner is a political prisoner. That sounds like a bad joke that someone would have told, like, last year. Like, yo, free Brittany right. Griner, she a political prisoner. Like, that doesn't even sound real. No, it doesn't. So, did y'all hear the comments by, by Roy Jones? This dude said, right now, everyone's in an uproar over the same thing I've been in an uproar about, and that's Brittany Griner. I have a friend in Miami and tried to tell the United States government there's a thing they want to do is make up, make up, uh, prisoner swap. They're willing to make a swap for Brittany Griner if the United States government will get get involved. I have people in this country who spoke to her lawyers so they can get her home. I hope that they pay attention. Then he said, I'm willing to do whatever I got to do, even if I got to put my life on the line and go over there myself and try to swap and go get her. I'm willing to go do that. I'm waiting for somebody from the government to say, okay, Roy, plane ticket for you. <laughs> 
talking. Come on, we got you. We, matter of fact, we we got a plane for you. You don't even need a ticket. We got a. We I got didn't a know. I didn't know Roy. I didn't know Roy and Brett. Roy and Brett were cool. <laughs> when Roy becomes my man, Roy said political activist. Man, Roy, Yo, said, Roy waited till Pride up. Month. Roy waited till Pride Month Yo, to let y'all know. <laughs> um, those are the thoughts of the author. Yo, Roy. <laughs> Roy is trying to get his name hot in these streets, man. Nobody talking about yeah. Roy in a long so, time. He so he, ice so he can get here. another uh, old head celebrity Yeah, this is a rollout. Him. This is yeah. a rollout, yeah. y'all. You're going to find out soon that Roy and Mike Tyson got a rematch coming out or something. Yep, this is a rollout. This is a rollout for something. Roy got a reality. Come on, I go over here myself. That's Roy. killing this time. That's always Roy. I go over there myself. I'm waiting for somebody to call his bluff. I'm going to sit back and watch it live. <laughs> okay, Roy, <laughs> go on over there and swap yourself. Um, <laughs> all right, so last but not least, uh, speaking of drug smuggling, young man Montrez Harrell, Montrezel, <laughs> Trezel, is facing felony drug charges for three pounds of marijuana in vacuum sealed bags that was discovered during a traffic stop in Kentucky. Uh, the state trooper said that he pulled Montrezel over. Um, because he was following the car in front of him too closely. I call I call BS on that because I've been tailgated like six million times in my life, and I wish a cop would come up and, and pull somebody over, but they never do. But he probably had a real nice vehicle or something, so they found a reason to pull him over, probably profiled him, uh, found three pounds of marijuana. When you got the kind of money that he got, you know, three pounds, my, yeah, probably I, I for personal just, consumption. Probably wasn't. Montrez, Montrez makes nine point four, nine point five million dollars a season. Just, just so if he contract. was trafficking, he would have way more than three pounds of marijuana on him. <laughs> so, what do you? I guess, I guess is uh, no need for me to ask. I guess Kentucky's not a progressive state. They, they, it's not legal in Kentucky yet. Or was no, he just not carrying yet. too much? Right. So yeah, they say he's. I think he's facing like he's facing like ten, something like that. And you know, Trez is like twenty eight years old right now. So yeah, he's uh, his preliminary hearing will be July thirteenth in Madison County District Court. Y'all got any words of encor- encouragement for Montrez, Montrell, Mont- whatever his damn name is? <laughs> Yo. My words of encouragement are be safe, though. Keep your head up. <laughs> That's all I got. All right, man. So before we uh, talk about what happened this week, uh, what what happened this date in sports history, uh, we're going to uh, see if, if we get Rob back on the line. He's called back in. Hopefully his phone is working this time. Uh, we got Rob from Cali on the line. Rob, what up, dog? What up? And I want to talk about Jimmy Butler, all right? You know, oh, best twin. But how y'all doing, man? We good, man. What you want to talk about? You know, it's at the end. Uh, we got to roll. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, this finals, man, I wish I could call I could call it up from the beginning. I picked the Warriors, you know what I'm saying? Um, Draymond is trash. You know, I've been trying to tell people he's trash. I got to argue with my pops over this. I can't believe it's coming out of his mouth, man. He must have Alzheimer's. Ask him, who would you pick, man? Would you pick Draymond Green or Dennis Rodman? 
this dude said Draymond. I'm like, get out of here, bro. Mr. He can't get double digits in anything. If he got double digits in steals right now, I would be like, okay. But he can't get in that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm like, I wouldn't call him trash, though. It's like... You, know, you can't got, wait till he, he you can't wait till he get out of his prime and fall off to say I told y'all he was trash. Like you know, at some point everybody gonna be trash. But he had a he had a specific role when Golden State was at its peak. He had a role where, as 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 small as his statistics were, I could probably still say it would it would have been difficult for them to win those titles without Draymond. Hard and soul. Well, at least the first one. Is Once you got famous? Kevin Durant, it probably didn't matter. No, no, I don't. I don't have him in the Hall of Fame. I, I ain't going that far with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't have his name is going to be talked about. It's not going to be an easy vote I, when it when it comes up to that. Though I can tell you that from the people who actually vote, it's not going to be just open and shut that Draymond's not a Hall of Famer. So we'll see. But I don't. I don't have him as a Hall of Famer. No. I see. And and also my Lakers, man. I mean, the bad times keep getting worse. And LeBron is uh, about to leave us, you know what I'm saying? But you know, it, it, he's just fouling up and trying to make an excuse, make an excuse about about a t- the team he built, and he wants to leave. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, I blame Robert Palenka. I blame the front office. I blame Genie. You know, I blame them all. I blame taking the NHL. But the front office and Blink and all of them, what do you blame them for? For basically caving to LeBron's wants and needs? I got a chill, Jimmy. Yo, he got a chill. He got the Disney chip. Jimmy, Jimmy, I never said I wasn't satisfied with the chip. I never said I wasn't satisfied with the chip, even though you got these people on the internet saying, it was a crowd. It was. It doesn't. It, no, 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 no. Basketball is basketball. Whether the crowd is there or is not there, you know what I'm saying? Yo, compared to my this, thing is, I don't care. I don't care if he leaves or anything. You come to get a chip. You got a chip. So what? Like, I, yo, everybody, you, can't, you ain't gonna win every year, dog. You get a chip. You got a chip. Like it is what it is. Like, yo, I don't, I don't understand out, sports fans, yo. Shout out to Casey Mack. He said, um, <laughs> he said Trez needs to needs to do time for turning down that $100 million contract by Charlotte to go to L.A. He said the funny thing is he ended up in Charlotte anyway without the bag. And then he said Draymond yeah. is doing the smart thing by becoming a part of the media, which will help him get into the hall. Yeah, because he, he, if he becomes yeah. one of them and he becomes an endeared part of the media during his I mean, five years too, before though. the vote, you know how they, you know, everything's personal with those people. He's not, he, it, he, it'll he, work. He's kind of good at it, too, though. Give him his credit. Like, him and J.J. Reddick have, like, found their um, voice, and they're pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're better, they're better they, you know, than others. But, 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 that, but the and, and the thing me, is, so, like, they're not pissing anybody off in the media. The only people they're probably pissing off is players from older generations, and they're not the ones voting. But, so, but, <laughs> he, yeah, he definitely should. Like, getting, getting back to you, Rob, like, my thing is, like, I will trade, like, 10 years of garbage for one chip. Like, that's just how I think that like, people don't recognize how difficult it is to win a chip and how many things it can fall in place. Like, so if he leaves and they got to rebuild, so what? They got a chip you out of You know why it. they don't recognize it, Jim? I don't, I don't understand sports fans, Certain bro. franchises are so spoiled. But, but it just, they think it's but, that but easy. But you know what? It took – man, it's not that we're spoiled, okay? It's that this team is built on – this, this city, L.A., is built on winning. We like winners. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it's a, it's a, it's a that 
that's what it is, you know. But um, when I, I, think, um, I, I pretty I much think the everybody Lakers, likes winners, the, the, uh, I think everybody likes so winners. The Lakers, <laughs> I mean, the Lakers I mean, are built on winning. Like you don't want to get in L.A. though, because I mean, y'all got LAPD. So, no, ma, go ahead. Speaking of that, <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, I will say this too. Like, um, as far as by by the way, I think that the Bad Dog Top Sports League is trash. I don't know why Cleveland's on there. Philadelphia should be like in the top three. You know what I'm saying? Go Boston. I don't know who should have been number one, but um, yeah. Um, um, the 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 thing is with the with the, with Boston, I really liked is that. Well, 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 well I, I'll compare it to Philadelphia. Well, Phil, the, the whole thing about tanking, sports fans, you get that tanking out of your sports logic. That stuff don't work. It just we just showed the Sixers just showed you all for years it didn't work. You know, get the tanking out of your system, okay? If you want to talk about trades, this and that, the trade they made to. The trade they made with Brooklyn Nets. Let's talk about the trade. But you know, I mean, you, I'm, I'm, from a franchise standpoint, I don't understand how you saying it didn't work because their stands went from empty to you know sellouts every night. Don't uh, don't forget. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't forget for one minute that these team owners are in this for money, Rob. Of course, you want to win a championship because that boosts your that boosts your. your your possibility of making even more money because it makes you higher profile. But don't act like these dudes selling merchandise crazy, selling tickets crazy. Don't act like that doesn't satisfy them. When they I mean, had a terrible team, the stands were empty. The, the, the team store was empty. They were making no money. So don't, you know, no, I, you can say as a as somebody, as a, as a pure sports fan, looking like, oh, it didn't work because they didn't win a championship. Oh, it worked. <laughs> it worked. Them dudes no, are I, I, way richer now. The franchise is worth way more money now if they decide to sell. Oh, it worked. Trust me. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, I remember when they, were, they did a halftime show where the dude was like, I guess he was drumming a bucket or something like that. And I remember Dev, Dev posted that. He's like, yo, yo, these people serious? It's like, I, I remember that. I'm not going to lie. I remember that. I remember that. Like, so, 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 yeah. so I, I hear what you're saying. And that is we just, we, fans, Maybe. we just let players and organizations, we let them talk all of this rah-rah on TV and make us think that something is more important than the other. If you make money hand over fist and never win a championship, Come on, you you gonna tell me you're not a successful team owner? Shit. Ask ask the Clippers, I mean, who never won anything I mean, and then sold their team for two billion dollars. So, I mean, it's probably worth five billion now. <laughs> I think. No, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, I was about to say something else. Uh, Everybody making y'all think chip is the most important it, thing. It is. It is the most important thing, Dan. No, it is. It is. To I, you My dad not to the people who, dude. not to the people that's oh, killing on. us for ticket prices. Come on. So you think, okay. but 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 anyways. So you believe that? But, you believe but, that rhetoric? You think to you think to NBA franchises, NFL franchises, you think a championship is more important than than money? You it, think these dudes buy teams? Bring money. That's the point. Okay, but if you can bring money and not win championships, you think they're gonna lose sleep over that? <clears throat> You really think these franchises no. in the NFL, NBA, you think they lose sleep over that? Like fans I think, do. I think, like y'all mad I when, think, you know, when your team lose and you upset for a week. 
it, it, it goes hand in hand. Oh, oh, okay, let's take, let's take being an Eagles fan, right? Let's take being an Eagles fan. When uh, Jeffrey Lurie bought the team, you know, in, in 94, he took a franchise that wasn't worth a lot, made it worth made it worth a lot of money, and they have been they one of the few teams that were have been compared in the last 20 years, right? Okay, but you talk, you now you're talking competitive. Yeah, but, you're moving the goalposts back. Because the no, 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 Okay, everybody puts that on their goal board to win a championship. But what I'm trying to tell you is the way that you fans lose sleep over your teams not winning championships, the way that y'all let these players and and teams talk y'all into thinking the most important thing to them is to win a championship, it's not the same for them. Like these players gas y'all. If if it's all of that, do you think the same player that's telling you the most important thing in my career is to win a championship, you think they're going to play for free? If they say, I guarantee you, you play these three years for free, and that fourth year you're going to win a championship, how many players do you think are going to play for free? Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. But, 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 Just go ahead and say anyway, zero. I want, I want, Don't even think about it. Just go ahead and say zero. None I'll of them say, dudes going to play I'll say zero. But I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, what, what All right. So, so if you told yeah. Jeffrey Lurie or anybody who owns an NBA or NFL team right now, we guarantee you that at the end of the current season, your team will hoist the trophy, but you got to let everybody in for free all season. All merchandise oh, on, leaves man. the stores for free. No, don't tell me, oh, come on, no. Don't, don't, don't say what you say and then say, oh, come on. You said the championship is the most important thing. So everybody gets in for free. You get no money from the TV rights. All the merchandise is free. You think they're taking that deal? You think they're taking that trophy? I- that, 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 you really got to think about that, it. That, 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 we're going to have to agree to disagree on this. We're going to have to agree to disagree. So that means you think there's an owner out there who's going to say, all right, give me the trophy. I'll take the trophy. I'll let everybody in for free. No, no, no. I ain't going to no, make no money. But doesn't does a trophy boost the revenue? Okay, but you're repeating something I said like five minutes ago. But there's also people who make crazy revenue. The Clippers are – the epitome of, of 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 franchise that was a clown show since its existence. They sold That's their true. team years ago, not recently, years ago for two billion dollars, and he had and it was forced to sell the team because of some more clown ish, and they sold it for two billion dollars. So you like you sitting here telling me that that's not important. No, no, Clippers no, never no, no. Have come close to winning anything. What, what, but he wouldn't what, sell what, his what, team what, without what, being forced to. Why? Because he's well, making man, money just, hand you, over fist. Are you fist. really under the impression? Are you really under the impression that all these teams want to win championships every year? He really that thinks that. No, 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 that's true. No, no, no. I'm not. What, 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 what I'm saying is too. We're both right because that's just like I could talk about the. What I could talk about the Marlins in their farm system. You know they have they have, they have great talent there. I don't know if they still do, but they have great talent there. They let these players go. And don't want to pay. I could talk about the uh, the. I remember the same Sixers like but in two thousand one when they had a great championships. Team. 
bring revenue. It's easy to bring out that cliche. It's real easy to bring out that cliche, but really how much more revenue is a championship, you know, a championship really going to bring to the Los Angeles Lakers? The New York Knicks, one of the most valuable uh, franchises in sports, not just in basketball, in sports. How many chips they got in the last 40 years? I, I, uh, I, is Dolan going to give I, up I, I and sell because they can't win? Hell no. Dolan going to keep getting silly fans who really think they're really putting forth this grand effort to win championships. <laughs> going to keep getting y'all to pay y'all money. <laughs> Dog, Rob, Rob you, do realize, no, that, you do realize that in sports, you do realize that in sports, most of these owners of these teams, this fran- their sports franchise is not even their main business. It's a hobby. For most no, I, like I, a I, hobby. I, 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 I don't know. Listen, listen, I, I, because they I, know I we silly I, enough to I, make I, I a whole lot of money off because we sitting here thinking that they we really trying. No, I, I listen, listen. I understand that, and I agree. I, I agree. I clown on other, on other owners, you know, about uh, about this because I know that. <laughs> excuse me, that not, that some owners are not even trying to win. Like for a lot, for, like you talk about the Clippers, he didn't even try to win. Until he was coming on the lawsuits for racial discrimination, you know what I'm saying, and and that's when he actually tried to win. But you know, yeah. But 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 anyways, uh, about this McMahon, it doesn't surprise me that these allegations are, are happening. And any wrestling fans know he always had, and I and I and I and I'm starting on this. Always had allegations like this before. Mm-hmm. It, like 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 if you look at uh, uh, former wrestlers like Sable, you know, I think she was the first WWE uh, wrestlers on. Yeah, Playboy I mean, most of like them that. that are coming out are like resurfacing. They were allegations from before, but now that he's under the spotlight for something else, you know, people talking on on that old stuff. Hey, but Rob, we got to roll, man. It's it's time for us to no, get up man, out of here. Man, we so, man, man, I want to comment a couple things, but um. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I want to ask B. Austin. You, got called, or you, even, you called earlier today, but then your phone conked out on you. So you did the right thing, but oh, your phone okay. conked out. What will a championship do to Steph Curry's legacy? Will he be, will, will he be in the top three or top Yo, man, three that's our of point guards of all time? Oh, God. If they win. Let's do a prequel. <laughs> and, and if they won, what does that do to his legacy? And I want to be awesome. And so what's the top to what be, we'll put well, you know how everybody here, out there well, is so impressed for people to have, you know, finals MVP. So if he wins one now and get the finals MVP, it's, it's going to, you know, it's, it's going to boost his his legacy. No doubt. It's going to do something for his legacy. I saw somebody today write that, I mean, you know, how can, Steph, how can another he win another ring. Your legacy? Right. I heard somebody said today if, if Steph oh. wins another ring, then most people, when it's all said and done, are going to put him higher on the list than Kobe Bryant. Take that. Oh, yeah. I heard that. I, put I, that heard, that, I heard that if he was a chip, he's going to hire than Kobe and KD. And it was like KD is going to be like looked at kind of wild. Yeah. So I mean, keep that in mind, Rob. Call back next week and we'll talk about that possibility. Let's see if he wins it first. And we'll talk about this whole uh, Kobe thing, all right? All right, all right. Y'all have a nice day. All right, you too, man. We holler at you next week. Call in earlier. Yo, all I right, hate real the, quick. Uh, weird, I hate the weird people rank type stuff, yo, because I, I swear, like, 
I, I shouldn't even say this, man. Rest in peace to Bean, man. But what happened with Bean, yo, it got everybody, like, re, re-putting him somewhere, too. And it's like, I remember that before whatever happened to Bean happened to Bean, folks wasn't even putting him in their file. Some people yeah, weren't even putting him in their check. People was crapping on Bean, and he died. Yeah, and then this, but then he, but then their real feelings gonna come back out because they're just waiting for somebody else that they can legitimately say passes them. So it's gonna go yeah, back. So. All right, so uh, this date in sports history uh, brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is, man. Go to WarroomSports.com or SportsTheBook.com and cop Sports the Book, written by uh, Jimmy the Blueprint of War Room Sports, greatest sports book ever written. Uh, this date in sports history, June 16, 1975, was the day that the Milwaukee Bucks traded Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Walt Wesley to the L.A. Lakers for four players. Yo, that trade was so big for the Lakers, they don't even name the four players that the, other, that, that the Bucks got. Yeah, just yeah. the four players. Uh, also, um, seven years ago, this date in sports history, June 16, 2015, that was the date that Golden State – beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in game six of the NBA Finals for their first title in 40 years and fourth in franchise history. And that's where they railroaded Steph and gave the MVP to Andre Eagle Dollar. Um, Seven years later, they are on the brink on the very same date. They could win their fourth championship as a bunch, Steph, Clay, Draymond, uh, on the very same date that they won their first. Are they going to finish it off tonight before we roll, Jim? They're gonna finish it, and Wiggins gonna take, and Wiggins gonna take MVP. You know what I mean? The Eagle, the stuff again. Andre Wiggle Dollar. <laughs> yo, man. Yo, if they do that yo. stuff again, guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be nasty work, and they're gonna use last game as a way to justify it because he was ass last game. Yeah, it would be yeah, nice to, me, to see them last, do it on the same day. Last just comment though. Sake. I don't think they're going to win tonight though. Yo, last comment though, Steph is so dominant that even when he's off and he shoots like six for a million, like he still dominates the game because watching that game, the threat of him making Too much them attention. long threes still open up. Right. Yo, it's like he he just just walks on the court and dominates without doing anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's get up out of here. Yes, you. sir. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. Right, yo, thank y'all I don't know what this world is coming to. Oh, my bad. Man. So, yeah, it's still relevant to this day. Anyway, man, shout out to everybody that supports us, man, everything we got going on. Here's the bottom line. Go to our hub, warroomsports.com. Find all of our past episodes. Get information about us. Look forward to our upcoming episodes of our webcast podcast. And my book, Sports the Book, is also there. That is War room calm but until next time everybody don't accept mediocrity be steadfast in the war against ignorance we'll see you chumps on top
top dollars, tip top knowledge. Just being sports credits, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Sports drip, beef drip, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a chief flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. What real sports? War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.